0: Uh, if you're watching this right now, this is my first, I don't even know if I want to call it, like episode, video series, uh, interview series, but I'll give you more information moving forward. Um, but moving forward, we're going to be doing a lot more interview videos. I got my buddy Chad up here uh, today with me, and we're going to go into depth um, a little bit about his lifestyle, uh, what he does. He's a competitive bodybuilder. Um, he's worked in a couple different avenues from uh, working at Nellie Fitness as a PT manager, now working on Equinox out in Boston, PT manager training. Uh, I believe he's a tier three trainer out there, so he's got a lot of stuff going on, but he's going to be the first guest I'm going to interview, um, and we're going to kind of dig into deep detail with him a little bit, so you can see his journey. If you're into training or anything like that, you can kind of see the ups and downs he went through from, from competing as a bodybuilder to training to being a manager, different things like that, and um, so I just want to welcome, Chad, welcome to the the interview slash video.
1: Thanks for having me, Jeff.
0: <laughs> yeah, no problem, man. So, I kind of want to jump into the bodybuilding side first. So I think that's how we got, you know, we met, really. We both were at yeah. Springfield. We, uh, we were instantly kind of into bodybuilding. Um, I know – how old are you now?
1: 24.
0: Yeah, 24. So I'm 29. I'm old as hell now. <laughs> but um, but I know I was – when I transferred in, we got a lot going on. So I kind of want to jump right into the fact of, like, when we met, you know, you were already into the bodybuilding side. What – uh, like, initially, how did you get into bodybuilding? Like, what was the – the reason for you to even get into it in the first place
1: yeah so it was a real um it was a real slow process for me i started super young um, we're talking like 12 13 i remember doing workouts like around my 13th birthday when i moved um, to new hampshire so um, really you know it was nothing crazy to begin with i was just like any other kid i just you know was doing some curls a little bit of bench press it was like not serious at all um, for probably like the first six months. Um and then what really drove me uh to get super serious about it was when I moved to New Hampshire um from Reading Mass. And it was like a super culture shock. I felt like I moved to like Texas or something. Um not suspected and everyone was like a tough guy everyone was into sports you know you were cool if you beat people up it was completely different so I felt like really threatened like on a daily basis um I got beat up like probably a couple times in the first couple of months it was crazy um and you know these kids would barely get punished get a couple of detentions so I'm like I have to take this upon myself like um so at that point I was I was pretty close to my black belt in karate. Um, I didn't even know that. Yeah, so I mean, in retrospect, karate is like almost useless for real fighting. <laughs> Not like the UFC. Um, yeah, the thing is, like you 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 can have all these skills and whatnot. Like I, I had pretty good skills, but um, it was the confidence. I didn't have that that response where I can be in a real situation and be comfortable with it. So when I was in those real situations, I was not, not using my karate at all. Like, cause I was so, uh, I had lacking confidence, let's say, you know? Right. So, um, so yeah, so I started lifting mostly for the confidence and I was like, you know what, I, if I can just like visually look tough. Then these kids will leave me alone and they'll go for one of the other skinny kids. And that was literally like it for me at the beginning. Um, It was like protect myself.
0: (laughs) It wasn't no aesthetic there. It was just I don't want to
1: die. Basically, yeah. And I lifted in my basement um, like almost no equipment. I had like one of those old school benches with like a bench press on it with like a leg extension leg curl attached to the back um and then i didn't even have a squat rack so i just deadlifted for lower body um and i had like one of those dumbbells that you just screw the weights on with the little (laughs) noxious no cables i had some bands and a pull-up bar um but i was going at it like six seven days a week uh for two plus hours a day how old were you so this was like 13 14 15 that I was doing this and it was mostly just upper body. I don't even think I trained legs till I was like 16,
0: which is weird
1: because my legs are like my best body part. But um, yeah, it was all like chest, arms, abs, all that kind of stuff. Gotcha. So, yeah.
0: So that's what kind of got you into it in the first place.
1: That's was into it. Just, yeah, just being bullied.
0: So when did the transition start to happen where like, all right, i'm getting stronger i'm building muscle um i can hold my own and like did it continue when did that transition kind of switch at what age were you like oh i look better i feel better i want to start so
1: it was i would say maybe the end of 11th grade into 12th grade i got in a pretty brutal fight um that i have no idea how i didn't get suspended or something but um so I switched. Um, I stopped doing karate for about a year and then I wanted to get back into it. But I went into Muay Thai, which is much different. It's basically like MMA without the wrestling portion. Um, and the coaching was way different. It was like karate. It's like, don't ever use this unless you absolutely have to. Muay Thai, it's like, let's fuck these guys up. You know? <laughs> right. Totally different mindset. Um, So with that mindset and then me getting bigger and stronger and I started to notice, hey, I'm starting to get bigger than everybody. Hey, I'm starting to like just outlift everybody. Um, So I got in a pretty brutal fight. Um, I wouldn't even I don't know why I even said the word fight. It wasn't a fight. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It was just, yeah, Um, just a kid that bullied me, like pants me in in the in the uh, cafeteria and I head kicked him. (laughs)
0: Oh, that went well.
1: <laughs> yeah um and then like after that my my perception kind of changed a little bit i was like okay um yeah so i i accomplished my original goal everyone stays away from me now um but hey i really like this lifting thing it gives me confidence and then it just kind of went from an external you know goal to an internal goal now i want this for me i don't care what anyone else thinks i don't care at all whether they think i'm nuts whether they think i'm cool i don't care it's for me now and it's not for girls it's so that was about when i was like 17 18 gotcha In that age i started doing it for for me and that's when i really started getting super serious with it
0: and then and that's and then i assume like when you went to springfield initially you were just like
1: going exercise science because you just love the weightlifting side of it
0: yeah or is yeah it more so to i
1: yeah, I really had no clue what to do with my life um, when I was a senior. And I remember reading Muscle and Fitness. And um, back then, Jim Stepani was the yeah, editor. Was oh, yeah. yeah, he was so cool back then. Um, <laughs> back then. <laughs> yeah. But um, and I, I, I flipped to the back of the magazine one of these days and just like read his credentials. And I was like, you know, BS exercise science from UConn. And I was like, what's that? exercise science is a thing <laughs> right. where can i go <laughs> oh, you don't have to be a doctor, doctor or a lawyer i i probably could have been a lawyer um, but i my life would have been very very different if i didn't move to new hampshire i i would have oh, had what was the
0: big why was the big why did you end up moving there
1: so, I mean, I really don't know. My my mother, I think, just uh, wanted to get as far away from my father as possible and make it gotcha. as difficult as possible for him to see me. And my grandmother lived up there. So it was like kind of like a a double win for my mom gotcha. to do that. <clears throat> Plus it was cheaper. Um, You know, Reading is stupid cheap where I used to live. Cool. It's like, yeah, it's crazy. But um. So yeah, so that's that's why she moved. But it was yeah, like I said before, it was just like very, very different culture. You wouldn't think that she sure. once stayed away, but um, So then yeah. so now you okay, you're at Springfield, we meet. And obviously, yeah. we're
0: like I'm in the bodybuilding side. That's actually when I looked like a bodybuilder and started competing.
1: That was when you you messed up your shoulder, and I remember you lost a lot of size. Oh, I
0: dislocated my shoulder. Yeah. yeah.
1: So like I started to yeah in a men's softball league. Because <laughs> I remember Tyler football. Tyler going when he introduced me, and um you know you were talking all this lifting stuff, and I was like. This kid Yo, doesn't look like, like he left. And and kind of like he's, he's like us. He just messed up his shoulder. It was like, oh, okay, cool. Okay. Cool. Yeah, he's cool. Yeah, he's good. He late lifts. Um, <laughs> That's crazy too.
0: Cause I, I get my body responded so well after that. It was funny because like I went from like I have a picture, it's like my favorite before and after. My favorite picture was like in a Springfield bathroom, like on a hands-on hip, just like double flex. My delts look fucking sick. But yeah. um, but it's crazy because like so. Then obviously I was competing then and then i know like that point you started to be like hey i want to compete but i don't know when i want to compete i'm not big enough yet and then like when you made that when did so obviously you made the decision to compete was it when did you do your first show
1: so it was june uh 18th last year
0: june 18th of last year okay so you okay so then when when did that click that you're like okay i'm ready to step on stage or did you not feel ready at that point because for me I was like, I did a men, I, did I tell you I did a men's physique when I was like, yeah, and I, remember, old.
1: I remember, you came in
0: last. That. and it was the worst <laughs> experience of my entire life. Um, and then took me like three years before I could, was like, all right, I'm gonna do bodybuilding. I'm gonna be smaller than most people, but I'll come in shredded. And then um, for me, I was like, I'm not ready, but I'm just gonna go for it and see what happens. Zero expectation. But was it similar to like that with you? You're just like, all right, whatever, we're just gonna finally do it. So
1: for me, I always knew I wanted to do it. Um, I I mean, to be honest, I was on the fence for a while. Um, A lot of it was just money, really, because, you know, you know, it's expensive as as heck. Um, And I'm obviously not natural either, so it's even more expensive. Um, So a lot of it was just that. Um, A lot of it was just I didn't uh, have the mindset yet. But the biggest thing was I don't like for me in life. I don't like to do something unless I know like I have a good chance of succeeding. Right. I'm in the same boat. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of people that compete, and kudos to them that they, you know, they know they're not going to do well, but they just want to do it, you know? And that's awesome. I'm not like that. There's
0: so (laughs) many people like that now. Like, when I competed, I did the men's physique. I just had no idea. I had a shitty coach and stuff. And then I, at that point, I was just like, I'm putting it all on my shoulders, and I'm just going to ride or die on myself when I did my first one. Yeah. Um, Zero expectations, but the same thing. I knew like again, I knew like I could out diet everybody without discipline them and it's just gonna gonna happen, you know, at that point. So I can relate completely to that side of it. And then how so first show you did and you've done you've done one or two? Just one. You done the one. So how did you end up doing that one? Like expectations Uh, that you had compared
1: to how it was Fourth overall, I did which um I, I thought that was fine. You know, it was yeah. more just what I wanted to look like. Um, not what place I got. And, you know, of course I think I looked <laughs> better than the other three guys. Well, the, the guy who got first was clearly first, but the other two guys, it was questionable, but um, you know, I, I knew that could happen. It's the NPC. It's very political. Sometimes Oh, it's, um, all, it's so very much small politics. show
0: Subjective, Right. So
1: I, I didn't let myself get too upset about it. I thought I did well. Um, It was, yeah, it was just a me thing. Like, and for me, like, the competing was just, like, the icing on the cake. The cake was the 12 weeks of brutal process dieting, you know, three injections a day, starving, not sleeping, two hours of cardio, you know, it was, I went, I did way too much everything.
0: Right. You were (laughs) dieting
1: hard. I, yeah, I kind of had this mindset. I was like, okay, I'm just going to go balls to walls this time. You so that next time I'll know exactly how much I should do, you know? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and boy, welcome. did I do that.
0: So I think most people don't understand until, well, oh, the other thing, there's two kinds of people. There's people that actually like are all in doing it. And like I yeah. said, the people that just want to like, I want to step on stage and they're probably 12 weeks out from actually being really ready. But like, so what are like two things? Like some of the sack, like obviously you had to sacrifice a lot. when you oh, do yeah. a show, Like your mind goes into another level. Yeah, so like, what do you feel like the, the most difficult things for balancing life were for you when you were going into prep? Was like, you know, what do you think it was? Whether it was, you know, relationship stuff, family stuff, uh, it was.
1: Food, friend, whatever. I what mean, obviously it? you sacrifice you your sanity with being hungry, but um, I mean, that's oh, yeah. a given. But uh, I remember thinking constantly throughout that prep, how the hell do people do this who are in a relationship? Because I had absolutely no desire to have sex or anything related to women in any way at all yeah like a a girl could be sitting on my lap i'd be like get off me you know it was so that um and i I was thinking that all the time i was like god i had my blood work
0: done dude after um that show i was i had like a 218 test level (laughs) (laughs)
1: let's
0: just say i didn't have a sex drive
1: yeah um, and and what's even funnier is i was obviously blasting you know testosterone and it's still like still no sex drive so we are so a deficit you're just in such a deficit it's just like your body is like you're not having sex right now go eat what's wrong with you we you're need to digest more need, like, humans oxygen. are you crazy <laughs> right these we need my glycogen yeah. for my brain not my yeah my so brain. there was that and then um the second thing i would just say is is just my attitude and you know, chalk it up to the hungriness, chalk it up to the drugs, whatever. It was just like I was a dick. Oh, yeah. Know? Like, well, and just, especially when, when I was lift. lifting, you know, someone would, like, stand in front of me. I'd be, like, just burning through the back of them with my eyes, like, you know. Um, so, but it, I liked it. It was weird.
0: Um, oh, I – Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's um a motto I kept saying throughout the whole prep is that I'm just going to embrace the suck. And you just got to embrace, like yeah, – I like, like that. Like the more it sucks you almost have to create like that's the better i'm gonna do like that's yeah. the mindset you have to have the more discomfort you have the more opportunity you have to do better it was yeah. bad um do you have a moment like I, ha- I can remember like my last prep i have one moment i actually videoed it put it on youtube it's a weird ass video it's at me like two in the morning it's when i was working in equinox <laughs> um if you go to my youtube channel it's like a 12 minute video of me laying in bed at like one or two in the morning and i'm just sitting there like like it was like a turning point where I was just dead trying like you know exactly it now, like oh, the yeah. hustle at Equinox, mid prep, I'm biking to work, I didn't have a vehicle. It oh, was man. just a shit show. Yeah, I was carrying my food in a backpack, um, like dude, my eggs and stuff. So that's next
1: level. <laughs> dude,
0: I, I videoed a lot level. of it. So I was pumped. That's um, I'll have to watch do you have that. a moment or two like where you're just like fuck this, I'm done? Or like that sticks in your head.
1: Or it didn't um, I mean, I definitely fucked up the diet a few times. I actually... on Like, my you fucking, didn't want
0: to do the show. Like, you were just like, I can't do this. So fuck this.
1: Yeah, I did have one of those. Let me say this first, um, and I'll get to that story. But um, I had a sticky note on my fridge. Literally, times I fucked up. Right there on my fridge. That's and so it was, like, in my face. like, And I would, was determined to keep that. And I counted everything. Like... I counted... Like if I had... I can't romaine lettuce. Yeah. Um, And, look, literally if I had, like, too much chicken, I would count that as a fuck-up. And I was determined. I was like, you know what? I'm giving myself realistic ten tallies on this prep. And I am not going to go over that. So it made it a little bit easier to have that thing in my face. But I definitely, like – food shopping was so hard man like walking through there and just being like rrr, rrr. i definitely fucked up a few times but the time I, I was thinking of not doing it i was um working out with brewster and we were at a different gym and their incline bench was like really weird it had like a weird, <laughs> weird <laughs> angle and um I, like... I did
0: not see it going in that direction
1: <laughs> so i i ended up pulled i pulled my left pet pretty bad gotcha um, Cause yeah, the thing about that is it's so easy to get injured on prep because you're you're so still complete. stupid strong as you're on you know all this crap and but you're dehydrated at the same time, so it's like easy to get injured. Um, so I, I messed up this pec and I was literally I remember going insane like the rest I of the think day, I, I was just this. like, oh I can't do it, I can't do the show, my pecs not gonna be full because that's my like side chest side like right. And, you know, it ended up healing pretty quick. I, You know, I did some stuff to it, but um, that was probably the closest I got to not doing it. But it brings me back to that thing. I don't do things unless I know I can succeed. And I was like, you know, if I can't train chest and my chest sucks because I can't train it for the next, it was like six weeks out. I was right. like, well, you know, I'm not going to win the show if my chest sucks, so I'm not going to do it. Um and you know, yes. if that had not healed as well as it did, I probably wouldn't have done it. Gotcha. So.
0: No, it makes sense. So what do you think? Um after doing the show, you went through the full prep, the yeah. rebound after the show, like it just fucks everybody up. Like um well, I guess I'll jump on that first. Like how yeah, just, yeah. Might as well ask. Like how crazy
1: was your rebound? Were you just did you just feast like everything known to mankind? Yeah, it was insane. It was absolutely <laughs> insane. There's a post um there's a post on my Instagram. It's one of the ones I, I just reposted, actually, um, about how I literally fucked up my um, rebound. It was insane. So I, I weighed in at 192, and I was like 225 in like a week. It was yeah, insane. Yeah, that's bad. Yeah, I ended well, up remember going to, this,
0: because isn't your blood pressure and all that shit? Yeah, like, Brewster like and, like uh, and Allie all ended
1: up taking me to the hospital because my fucking blood pressure was 180 over 80. Yeah, that's crazy. It was insane. It was it was so bad, Jeff, that my vision was getting blurry because there was water behind my eyes. That's called it water retention to the max, dude. It, I couldn't see. That's I so my bad. blood pressure was so high, I couldn't. See. So bad. It was so bad. My I would take my socks off, and there was this massive divot in my ankle. Oh my god, like, dude! It was so bad, um, and you know, a lot of that obviously is from like you know just being on diuretics for a week and then just cutting them off right um, so i, I made your, your sodium level was probably like fifteen thousand milligrams. yeah it was of insane and then obviously just more food whether i and i tried to limit the salt intake which is the fact that it's more food it's more right. sodium um right more carbs and our more our more. our last week um our last week i borrowed a um the uh the peak week protocol from um Coach uh, Amin Alai, who coached um, Titus O'Neil back in the day, Tony Friedman, and he just has this hell week, what he calls it, peak week, um, where you go like zero carbs and you're doing these 100 rep drop sets and it's insane. That's you Yeah, and like the water – lasix you name it it was nuts it worked but um <laughs> yeah we worked it just finding the
0: whole blurred vision concept at the end it um, was after yeah that was yeah after, yeah, that was, after. Man, it was crazy it's like, I, so all right so flipping the script a little on this yeah what do you if you had someone like obviously you've coached people you work with people <laughs> but yeah. if you have someone that comes to you i guess we can do two's perspective ah, we'll do it this way is if someone comes to you like hey i want to do a show whether it's female bikini or a male bodybuilder like what is a piece of advice if they're coming into the show they're like hey i want to do a show like what's a piece you know piece of advice you can give me going into the show or like whether it's what to expect or like what is what do you think there's some um piece of advice you give to someone
1: that wants to compete in general i guess Well, get a coach. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Whether you think you you know what you're doing or not, you probably do know what you're doing sometimes in some cases. But the part that I I hated the most was that it was all on me. Well, I I loved and hated that because let's say I got first place. That was me. No one helped me. It was all me. And that was cool. Um, and at the same time, if I, you know, got eighth, I failed and it was my fault. Right. Right. So that's why I chose not to have a coach for the first time. But when someone else is calling the shots, someone else who, you know, has sugar in their bloodstream (laughs) and, you know, is, is consciously aware of life because they're not starving. Um, that helps. And it's not about like, who knows more, who doesn't know more. Um, He's just an objective person. Yeah. So I would say the biggest thing is like, you know, drop your ego and get help because it's not it's not about whether you're smart enough to write a diet. Yes. Yeah. You just you need someone in your corner. Um, and even even with having Brewster do it with me, like he didn't like coach me or anything, but like just having him do most of the workouts with me and a lot of the cardio with me. That helped so much. I could not have done that completely on my own.
0: No, it makes so. a lot of sense.
1: I mean, it's a yeah. struggle. You're
0: going through so much shit. Um, like people don't realize, like the unless you kind of have a sadistic side to your mindset <laughs> and enjoy suffering, like the entire prep is horrible. Like for Hard like me. like four or five minutes on a stage, which you kind of feel good, but not really. And then yeah. the end, you know, so it's kind of like. You have to be so intrinsically motivated, and you should, you know, most people are just doing it now to impress other people. Like, hey, I did a show. Like, you have to like be so like I want to see what I'm physically capable of. <laughs> Funny, um, yeah.
1: I I didn't even announce I was doing it until I was like four weeks out. I didn't want yeah, anyone yeah. to know. It was totally a me thing, and see, I hate that nowadays. It's like everybody's like, oh, I'm competing in right. again.
0: 99 percent of people aren't ready to compete yeah. and even when i competed i see it's way i was very different than you but i felt like yeah. i have a very similar mindset i have always been a person and it's but bit me in the ass to put put it out there like hey i'm doing this because now i have to do it because then i have to have the consequences of like if i don't do it then i i just Constant. called myself out so like that yeah. almost like, kept me on track um but it was like fuck man, I already told Chad I had to do it and I told Brewster I had to do it and I fucking told Troy I had to do it. So now I have to do it or I'm there to be like, dude, what the fuck? Yeah. So um so I wanna last few questions. I kinda of wanna switch the script a tiny bit because I like obviously I wanna talk about the bodybuilding side, the fitness side of it, but I wanna go more into the mindset side of it. Um it's obviously going through all this, you know, like you've achieved a lot. At least I think you have for being twenty four, whether you've had your roller coasters from you know, as you just said, being a kid, um, you know, I mean, between me and you, like I know your roller coasters you had in, in on college, oh, you yeah. know, and, and debating on that. So um, I guess I want to ask the first question is, if I had to just put this in a whole perspective is like, what is one of the most difficult things you went through um, that pops first into your head It can be anything? And then how did you kind of get out of that spot to get to? keep moving forward to get to the point you are today and it doesn't have, and it can kind of go in any
1: direction you want. Yeah. I mean, honestly, like, and I mean, you know, this, like my, um, my first uh, breakup in college was insanely hard. Um, hadn't really dealt with something like that, like emotional trauma as much in my life. And it was, uh, it was tough because up till that point, you know, I had considered myself this like tough dude. Cause I survived all this bullying. Like, you know, I thought I knew everything. I thought I was like, you know, I know what it feels like to suffer. I know what it feels like for people to hate me and, you know, make fun of me and whatever. And I'm right. Right. Um, And that was like a huge left hook. (laughs) Um, So, I mean, I won't get into like, you know, what happened, but like, for me to uh, overcome that, mentally was a huge process um and it took me me a good year maybe um just just to create value in my own my own self you know like i'm on this earth for me uh you know i can't be of value to other people if i'm depressed if i'm you know in a bad mood all the time. If I'm feeling sorry for myself, I can't. Uh, I can't provide in any way to my friends, my family, myself. So, for me to learn how to overcome, um, you know, that type of adversity or any adversary was was probably the hardest thing for me to do. Um, but uh, with that said. It's it's that one and my, my latest one have been huge lessons, huge lessons, and they're lessons that I carry into the future, um, and not just about relationships, but um, – well, I guess relationships, but not necessarily girlfriends, but friends, coworkers, bosses, all of these. Um, and, you know, really, I think life is about relationships, you know? If you were alone on the Earth, nothing. You wouldn't have anything. You could have cars and houses, and it doesn't matter, because obviously, you know, a lot of our life is about relationships, right? Um, so I would say, you know, those those breakups were the hardest things, but they taught me a lot about uh, people Mm -hmm. and how to deal with that. So.
0: Yeah. No, I mean, it makes a lot of sense, man. I mean, I think a lot of people can relate to that, you know, and it's easy to spiral after that, you know, and try to figure yourself out. Um, And that's going to lead into the last question I got for you. And this is one I want to ask, you know, all the guests moving forward, but I think it relates really well to your story too, is um, what advice would you give someone that is
1: struggling to find themselves? So I I have an interesting answer to that one. Yeah. Yeah. You know, to be honest, I wouldn't give them any advice because I, I could look at how I struggled and, you know, I had like like we've gone over many struggles, you know, my parents not being together and, you know, fighting all the time, me moving, being bullied, you know, break up one, break up two, uh, you name it. Friends who, you know, I thought were my friends and then it turns out they're not my friends. And there's it, just it, that all of that made me who I am today. And it would be tough for me to go back in time and give myself advice because then it would be different, right? So it's that whole, whole thing like, you know, with these uh, time travel movies. And they're like, don't talk to your former self because it'll mess up the future. That's, I mean, you know, it's silly, but um, it's true. So if I went back in time, I wouldn't even give myself advice because it made me, you know, I, I wouldn't have those lessons. So – so my answer to the question is the the advice I would give people who are struggling to find themselves is, you know, just keep going. Just keep going. You yeah. know, things change, whether they be positive or negative, you know, everything in life changes, changes the nature of human life. Um, embrace change. And there's been many times where I was afraid to make a big change in my life. And once I did it, I was so glad I did it. So the only thing I would say is embrace change, both positive and negative.
0: That's awesome, man. No, I love it. I mean, it's right into what we started at the beginning is like just, you know, chasing that discomfort, you know, pushing yourself. Absolutely. Being uncomfortable.
1: It, it feeds right into that statement. Yep. Chase yeah. discomfort. At the it's times better, I've done that in my life, I've been more successful. And if I didn't do that, I would be nowhere where i am today
0: so yeah now you're out in boston doing your thing man it's awesome cool man well i appreciate you coming out with me i know it was a little chaotic getting this thing set up so yeah. <laughs> um be cool we'll definitely do another one soon um it's pumped that you can be the first one to get it going and uh we'll stay in touch and you know we'll keep talking and we'll get on again
1: all
0: right, all right brother thank That's you good. i'll talk to you later Ben. peace